2018, Sunday, January 21st. And this is The Stephen Logan Show. Suzanne? Hi. Uh, what is your background? What is your genetic background? Yeah, you were born here? I was born and raised in the in Nevada. Um, I would be considered the authentic ABC American-born Chinese. And my mom is from Hong Kong, and my dad is from Vietnam. So you're half Chinese, half Vietnamese. Yes, but yeah. I would consider myself more Chinese than Vietnamese because my Vietnamese, the best I could go is probably ordering food and probably yelling at people in Vietnamese. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, you can yell at people, you can cuss them out in, in Vietnamese. I know a few cuss words. <laughs> okay. So you were born in, in Reno? Yes. Okay. Born in Ray. Born in Reno, raised in Sparks. Have you lived anywhere else besides Reno? I've lived in Taiwan and for three months to study my to Chinese language, my Mandarin, but nothing serious. Did uh, so? What's your first Chinese language? Would Cantonese. So you okay? Have you been speaking Cantonese your whole life? Yes, I've. My grandma only knew Cantonese, so in order to communicate with her, I had to only talk in Cantonese. You, you told me something that I found very unusual. Um, I was really surprised to hear, because a while back I'd asked you, you know, here it is, Reno, and it was 2017 at the time, and we got to talk about racism and, and, and uh, modern times. Mm-hmm. and. So I, I ask you, you know, how often do you experience racism? A couple yeah. times a month. Yeah, that freaks me out. I'm like a 6'4", mid-50s Scottish guy from Fort Worth, Texas. Because back then, you know, it wasn't as, um, shall we say, less mellow about, about your skin color back mm-hmm. then. So I, I kind of live in this world where I don't really see much of it. That's why I was struck when you said it happens so often. I would say within this year, I probably had more racism within not this year as of as of 2018 because we just barely started. Hmm. But as in the 2017 year, 2016, 2017 year, it actually has increased. Racism has been happening in and out throughout my whole life. But it has increased, I would say, unfortunately, especially during 2017. What stands out? Any particular incidences stand out in your mind? Yes. At the buffet, me and my friend were eating. Uh, We were having breakfast and lunch over there, and I was in line waiting to get some Mexican food. And all of a sudden, a white guy comes up to me. Aren't you supposed to be eating Chinese food? How old is this gentleman? How old is this gentleman? Yeah, how would you... I would say he's in maybe his late 40s, maybe late 50s. Have you ever seen him before? Nope. 
Never in my life. So I was actually pretty offended. Like, really, in a buffet, it's called buffet. It didn't say all American buffet or like all so, only so so this race buffet. So this is a stranger who didn't know you from anybody else. Nope. And you're standing in line waiting to check out. Yes. He's standing next to you? Yeah. Ahead of you or behind you in line? Behind me in line. Behind you in line, right next to you. And he sees what's on your tray. Yes. And it was, I remember it was two tacos. And he wasn't smiling, I guess. No. Wow. So the idea is that you're not supposed to like anything but Chinese, Chinese food. food, I guess. I'm not going to say I don't like Chinese food. I love Chinese food. I like a variety of food. I'm not... I don't only, only eat Americans barbecue or like Mexican tacos or like I eat <laughs> everything. I do not eat bugs, <laughs> but that's chicken. I've eaten chicken <laughs> <laughs> and we've just had duck. <laughs> yeah, we just did your uh, your video just now. So, yeah, well, I'm, yeah, Steven's I'm still, still traumatized. I'm still traumatized for some of that. And by the way, speaking of that tangent, did I mention I have ADD? Suzanne has a positive, family-friendly, kid-friendly YouTube channel. Anyone can join. You don't have to be small or Asian. She even let me join. Suzanne aims to break cultural barriers and spread the love with topics like food, travel, opinions, challenges, language lessons, etc. So go check her out. It's 100% free. And if you want to encourage and support her channel, instead of money, which you don't even need, if you take a few seconds to hit like, comment, subscribe, and share, guess what? Every time you do that, it gives her channel a boost so she can post more content and grow her channel. Those few seconds of clicks and comments are just like currency to her as a YouTuber. You'll find a link to Suzanne's channel in the show notes. Okay, I think my ADD is under control. Let's return, shall we? So what did you say to this guy who said, why are you eating that? You should be eating Chinese food. Basically, if you were watching cartoon and you see like the people's mouth just drop to the floor, like, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that was basically like my mouth dropping to the floor. And I'm like, really? That would be my reaction. Like, my, in my mind, I was, like, pissed off. And I'm like, really? Can I just have it, my buffet? Like, I paid for this. You didn't pay for my food. <laughs> like, I get it. If I have, if you paid for my food, I'll just take whatever insults you have for me. But. And so when you checked out, you paid, then did you just kind of go your separate ways? You never heard from him again? Oh, we, it's not like we didn't check out. He just, he sat behind my table. He was the table behind me. Oh, okay. And I'm like thinking to myself, keep calm. Don't say anything because if you say anything, it's going to only make it worse and cause drama. And I don't want to make drama at the <clears throat> Silver Legacy. So I hear things like this and it does not make me proud of my white heritage, <laughs> you know. Uh, not a not a good day for for white folks, and I am a white folk. What else have you experienced? Well, also, when I was at 7-Eleven, I just 
wanted to get a slushy because I was thirsty and it was hot because we're in the state of Nevada. And I was like, mmm, let's go have, grab yourself a slushy, a slurpee, whatever. Well, it goes inside and I'm about to pay for it. Then this, I was actually pretty surprised he did this to me. He was an Asian Indian. Okay, like South Asian. Yes. Okay. Indian. Like Asian Indian. Like, ching chong, ding dong. And I'm like, oh, oh no. are we going to have this on like this whole YouTube episode again? <laughs> where, I don't know, you guys could probably, where this female made fun of her roommates or something. Oh, and, I think you're talking about Asians in the library. Yes. Yeah. It was, uh, I think it was. Uh, Southern Cal. Yeah. Might have been UC Davis or maybe UCLA. I'm not sure. Might have been UCLA. Yeah, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed, ranting about Asians in the library making noise. Yes. Yeah. And I was surprised. He said, really? We're in the same Asian culture, like... You would think that the people who work at a 7-Eleven and they're brown with black hair would have heard their share of harassing, satirical... Uh, South Asian stereotypes, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, the media is full of them. People like to joke about it, and you'd think they'd be sick of it by now. Oh, yeah. And the last people in the world you would think to, to throw that back around in, into the world. Any other uh, day-to-day racism things that you deal with? Yes. I mean, it's very, con- like, when I told my coworker about this, that I was going to be doing a podcast with you. Mm-hmm on racism she was like oh there's no racism in the state of nevada no (laughs) just because asians don't say anything about it doesn't mean it doesn't exist that racism don't occur we like to keep our mouths shut and not Mm -hmm. gloat about it i don't see a lot of asians making a lot of noise in society yes you know doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It actually mm. happens more than you usually think it would lately. I had no idea. I actually did not have any idea. Steven and I have actually joked about this, wearing this camera, like a little small camera or video. Yeah, or body like, cam like uh, the cops wear. Yeah, or like audio recorder and just record what usually happens day to day. It happens more frequently than you actually think it is. I, I hear these stories coming out of you. You know, I've known you for over two years now, uh-huh. and and it just it does. It makes me want to just record every move you make throughout the day, because you just never know when something's going to get caught on camera. Oh yeah. You know, so if somebody wants to send Suzanne a body cam, follow the links in the description. We'll we'll hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to see how frequently it occurs you'd actually be more surprised and see that's just it you know when they talk about white privilege um that's a very touchy subject with white people Mm. there's two factors that i can think of uh first of all there's a bit of guilt because i remember the sexist and racist jokes that i made when i was a little kid in middle school and high school and that was back in the 1970s Everybody said it. When you were a kid, you just kind of do what everybody else does. Mm. And we did a lot of really effed up things 
when I was growing up. I mean, you know, you go out in the woods and play doctor and you burn things and blow things up and you eat things you shouldn't be eating and all the stuff when their parents' backs are turned, you act like a fool, you know? Yeah. And so there was no hatred. It was just we didn't know any better. And when society changes and evolves and moves beyond that kind of, of language, and then I realize, yeah, I don't want to be that guy anymore. Now that I see how horrible it is, I don't want to be that guy anymore. A lot of me and my friends remember how we used to be, even though we're not like that anymore, and we haven't been like that for many, many years. There's still a little bit of like <laughs> a little nervous laughter yeah. When somebody mentions that a white person might be racist, because there's a bit of a fear that I might still have some of that in the back of my mind, because that was in my history. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd be dishonest if I said it never happened, you know, and I wish it never did happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of regret at the same time, I have to remember to give myself a break and realize uh, just, you know, I was a child. Yes. You know, we were all acting like children and, and children's are just little little turd heads <laughs> you know it's just you know the word for it it's just a bunch of little turd heads acting like turds you know you grow up you mature or at least most of us do so i think that's why as a white person me and my friends get a little bit touchy about the whole the word racist or being called racist you know it's a little too close for me you know? yeah i mean so. it also like it's even like very common. Oh, Asians are smart. I'm not saying Asians are dumb, but not all Asians are like the smartest person you've ever met. Like, hmm. we're not Einsteins. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Asians are like horrible drivers. No, I'm not a horrible driver. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've seen you drive. You're you're fine. Yeah. And <laughs> or like the stereotypical of all Asians are like good at math. No, I'm. I am not good. I'm okay at math. Okay, I don't love math. I hate math. Math has nothing to do with my career. Mm-hmm. I have a degree, but it does nothing to do with math at all. What What is your degree in? Criminal justice. Ah, uh, okay. And has nothing to do with math. <laughs> Unless you're talking about the statistics. But I still hate math. Yeah. I hate numbers. Mm-hmm. The only time I like numbers is if you put money into my bank account and the money goes up, the numbers go up. Yeah. <laughs> we, simple addition. I can do that. Just the stereotypical type of... Just, be, just because it's okay to you or to your friends, if you see them going above and beyond, like, the basic stereotypical of quote unquote I what I call bullying, which is like, oh, Asian smart, you should do my homework for me, or something along those lines. You should st- either stop your friend from st- saying that, or you even stop yourselves selves because it could eventually lead to the point where people don't like you anymore because you're just being rude it just becomes comes out rude or if i wish you would you would have stuck up for me if you saw the white guy saying oh well shouldn't you be eating like chinese food 
Yeah, that's like, messed up. You got, like someone should, somebody should have said something. I mean, there are peoples out there. I, I wonder if there is a hesitation to get involved because when somebody you don't know mm. attracts attention to themselves by saying something outrageous, we don't know if that guy is is crazy or violent. You know, he might be carrying a weapon. We don't know if he's going to go after us because we've got a, a serious mental health issue in this country. The people who really need a lot of help aren't getting it, and so they're on the streets. So you don't know when somebody is just going to come unhinged just by saying hi to them. You know, While I agree with you, it would be really great if people would stand up for that. I can kind of understand the fear one might have mm-hmm. to see something like that where you go through this. You know, you, clearly you're victimized and it's wrong. But then, you know, am I just going to make it worse by standing up? Well, it just depends on your situation. Like, for example, one of my friends who is Muslim, we went out to a restaurant. A few of us, a few few friends of us, like, went out to grab food and eat. I'm going to get hate, white hate joke, hate for this. <laughs> but, like, literally, this the white guy <laughs> comes up and starts degrading my friend. Because of her... The covering. She's yeah. covering her head. Yeah. And start degrading her. And she's like, oh, you're the one, you guys are the one who caused the 9-11. Or it's because of you, we're at war. No, 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 no. Don't even go there. So you were out with a Muslim friend who was wearing a headscarf. Yes. A head covering. And you were in a restaurant? Yeah. And some random white guy comes up and starts this. Yeah. And, like, it was totally uncalled for. Yeah. Like, we were, all we wanted to do was a few friends just eat, enjoy our food, and then leave. We weren't here to start problems. We weren't here to insult people that caused it. No, all we wanted to do was eat food, then go. And I don't know why, or even if this guy hears me, and it really... Is not necessary to start yelling at people randomly. My friend has done nothing to you. So, dude, if you're listening to this, which I highly doubt you are, <laughs> just by if some stretch of the imagination, if you do hear this, you might want to think before you open your mouth and do your homework. This has been a very eye-opening experience for me. I don't know a lot of Asians or, but I think a lot of people are just, they keep to themselves, they're just sort of happy with their lives. And they don't complain much, you don't really hear about it. So until you actually get to talk to somebody, uh, you don't know this is going on. This is not a topic that you and I would have ever discussed if I hadn't specifically brought it up. Mm-hmm. And I can vouch for you, you're not one of these flag-waving you know, a social justice warrior. Oh, he's playing the race card. But one of the songs that you guys should listen to and maybe you guys would understand is Bleed the Same by Mendisa. It's just about racism. It's about just because we're different from each other, we look different, we're different races, different color, 
it doesn't matter because in the end we're all the same like we're just skin and bones there's a guy named anthony bourdain has a has a talk show on and he travels all over the world sitting down to eat with people uh, no reservations or something like that and he said the same thing you know when you he's been all over the world and he sits down with people that you know he's never met sits down and has a meal with them and the one thing that he said was what what you just said is that we're all the same we like to sit with the, with family we have we like to sit with our loved ones and and have a meal mm-hmm. you know and there's comfort food and there's food to wake up and there's food to heal you and there's you know everybody has their version of what it is but it all comes out to to mean the same thing and that does not change no matter what part of the world you're from you had this beautiful story is about the starfish oh, story. Oh, the starfish story. Which I love the story. You know. It's it's the moral I go by. Here's the short version of the story. There's this little boy. Uh, the little boy was walking on the beach. He threw a starfish back into the sea. An old guy, an old man walks up to him and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And the little kid basically responds, yeah, I'm just, don't you see, I'm just throwing a starfish back into the sea. He was like, well, you do know it's going to eventually come back up. And look, there's a, like a lot of starfish laying over here. You can't save every one of them. He picks up another starfish and throws it back into the sea. And he's like, well, I just saved that one. So basically what my moral is, I want to leave a better footprint or I want to leave want to try and leave this world in a in a better place than it was before. Hmm. Sort of like a campsite where you see those signs and they say camp here for free, but if you see trash that isn't yours, go ahead and throw that out. Yeah. Try to leave this campsite in a better shape than it was when you came in. Yes. Cuz I guess you can't really change the whole world, make the whole world a better place as nice as that sounds. But we can I can try. make I can make my little corner of it nicer. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a nice little prime directive, I think. It might not seem like it was very significant in the grand scheme of things when the beach is covered in a starfish. Mm. But it means the world of that starfish. Yeah. That one starfish. It means the world to that one. I like that. You're just nine kinds of awesome. <laughs> and I want to thank you for being on the show. It's just, this has been fantastic. I, I hope you'll come back soon. No problem. I hope to see see and hear from you guys soon. Right on. So I've come up with about five takeaways. Number one, even in 2018, some everyday racism still exists, although many of us are unaware, or would like to think is gone, or at least down to a level we can ignore. I can certainly relate to that one. I would love to think we've got our, our act together. Uh, Number two, we have certainly come a long way. Society, at least in general, has achieved wonderful advances in race relations. Number three, try to be more aware of what's happening with others. All races can be targets. It's definitely happened to me as a a white guy. Perhaps I'll elaborate on that in a future show. If it's happening to me, it's probably happening to minorities. Number four, be careful responding to racist episodes others are facing. I I hope nobody got fired up listening to this 
the show. If you are safe, you know the offender, that's fine. But we're living among those who snap without warning, and they are apt to do surprising and appalling things. So be aware, but stay safe. Number five, our world may be slowly removing the blinders, mostly through technology. Things can look as if they're getting worse. Consider this. Perhaps now that the blinders are off, the negativity we now see will be easier to heal. There is hope. Email me at stephenloganshow at gmail.com. Check out the Stephen Logan Show on Facebook. And one final thought. Don't go around mooning hot dog vendors. It might not be pretty. This is the Stephen Logan Show. <laughs>